Good morning. Good morning. We are live. Welcome to your business in digital. We're excited to be here with you guys. How are you guys doing this morning? Everybody good? Good morning. Everybody's good. Awesome. 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 Well, super excited about today's show. I think it is going to be so much fun. We have one of our favorite guests here. So super, super excited about it. But let's jump over to the intro and get this party started. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to your business in digital. You know what? Your business in digital, this is the show where we talk about exactly that, your business in digital. We want you to get to that place where you are talking about digital and saying, digital increased my revenue by 10%. Digital increased my revenue by 20%. We understand how daunting it can be, right? So many things, likes, follows, KPIs, all the things. But we get you to the heart of the matter here at the show, your business in digital. And I'm always excited to be here with my amazing co-host, because they bring together all the elements of a business, right? Finance in the building, <laughs> sales in the building, operations in the building, and of course, we have marketing in the building. This is a true business here. So we bring in all the stakeholders to have a conversation about digital because it's really important that we are doing that. So good morning, team. How are you? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy hum day. Happy hum day. All right. Well, let me get some of those, some of the, some of the stuff out of the way. We definitely want you to connect with us. Connect with us everywhere. Connect with us on YouTube. Connect with us on LinkedIn. We are broadcasting live across LinkedIn, YouTube. We're broadcasting live across Facebook as well. Uh, but also, if you can't get with us live, that's fine. Check us out on our podcast. We are everywhere that podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we are there. This is your business in digital. We want you to tell a CEO, tell a CMO, tell a business owner, a CFO about this show because again, we are helping you to get to that place of money in the bank through all your digital marketing activities, all your digital activities, because we know that you spend a lot of time and we want you to see that ROI. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> all right. So what are we doing this morning? <laughs> what are we talking about? We have to move into our new, well, not even new, our hot topics. Oh, sex hot, topics segment. Yeah. hot topics. Can I get a little bit of we're going to recap. Recap. Check me out. Just freestyling. Right. Recap of the last show. So listen, pretty much in the last show, here's what we talked about. We talked about last season. Go watch last season. Super important that you watch last season because we talked about things that really matter to your business. Why your website is not a magazine. You really need to have the digital infrastructure that actually gets the marketing done. You should be making changes and updates to your website so that people know what's going on with your business so that search, engine can, search engines can find you. Sometimes we build a website and we're like, all right, nothing left. No, keep updating your website. It is not a magazine. 
we talked about lead generation and why it is so important for the success of small business, right? How do you actually generate leads for your business? And how do you nurture those leads? That's really the important piece, getting the leads and then nurturing them to a place where they become your clients, your customers, your guests, whatever you need them to be. The other thing is we talked about with Marlon Hill, understanding the legal landscape when it comes to digital. There's so many parts to legal and digital. So you definitely want to focus on that. So go back and watch that episode. It was awesome. And then we talked about AI, right? You cannot have a digital conversation without talking about AI, artificial intelligence. I know it's scary to everyone, but we've been using maps forever. So that's a bit of AI. But Jeff talks about AI really just being your sous chef, right? You are the person that has to put in the soul into AI, into those words. So figure out how you're using AI in your business and make sure that you add your soul, your brand voice, your tone of voice, all those things. So go back, watch last season, season three on YouTube, your business and digital podcast. And that my friends is our recap. <laughs> all right. I'm here by myself. Where's the rest of the team? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the island. It's just me. All right. So Moving on along, can I get some? Can I get some applause or some drums or what? What we got? We got to do get something before we move into the hot topics. Here we go. Awesome, awesome. So today, hot topics is what are we talking about today, Andrea? Today, I wanted to talk about Bobby. It's a Bobby's world, guys. It's a Barbie's world. So, you know, this came about while we were on break and I was like, gosh, but I've been following it and looking at it. And I was like, there has to be some lesson here that we could bring to the show to talk about Barbie, right? So if you haven't been, if you've been living under a rock and you didn't know, you know, we had this thing called the Barbie movie and the Barbie movie came out with a marketing blitz, an absolute marketing blitz. You know, marketing gurus are have called it, have touted the, that whole campaign for its, you know, for its success. Um, in its opening weekend alone, Barbie made back its production, its entire production value. Think about that. In its opening weekend alone, it surpassed the $146 million production tab. And I think as of now, it's on its way to like a billion dollars in sales at the box office. So it's what you would deem a total financial success, right? So it was a marketing blitz, but even before the show, it was a marketing blitz. Uh, Barbie was everywhere. And of course, now what that means is that it's highest sales, but it's boosted sales of Barbie, right? It's boosted sales of Barbie. And Barbie is literally everywhere. There are over 165 product and marketing partnerships right now, right? From insurance to burgers, there's everything has a Barbie theme. Right, and it covers everything close to candles to furniture. I even read something about some Barbie themed sushi. That's a whole other story, right? So, of course, it gave the company this much needed boost in sales, but not just for now, but in the long term, right? And with the chance to collaborate with all these other different brands over 165, this created what they were calling like a halo effect for Barbie, right? And the expect is that the impact on sales should last longer than just this season, right? But why should we even care, right? Why, what does this even mean for small business? So I've been following this story and I'm thinking there must be something that we could take away from this whole Barbie scenario, this whole Barbie marketing blitz. 
right? I want to get back to basics. So you definitely don't have the budget that Barbie, that the Barbie producers had, of course, or the Barbie company has. But I want people to remember, I think this is a lesson in remembering your goals. What are the goals? You have to be very strategic with your marketing efforts and you have to understand what game are you playing? Are you playing the long game? Are you playing the short game, right? Mattel, which is the owner of, of Barbie, they were very clear that they wanted their, infil their infiltration into pop culture was to give long lasting sales beyond the one season, right? They infiltrated pop culture in a way that you it was just everywhere. You couldn't turn and didn't see Barbie. So they were trying to get into the subconscious, right? What is the goal that you are aiming for as a small business? Are you aiming for increased sales? Do you have something temporary? You just want a boost in sales for now? Or are you trying to look to get increased visibility? Because depending on where you lie, this could mean different things. If you're, if you're aiming for increased visibility, it means that you're trying to build, um, build your brand and you're trying to um, play that game of, okay, I want people to know who I am. I want people to understand what my brand is versus I just want a lot of sales. You could see how those two things are very different. So you need to be strategic with your marketing efforts, right? Barbie wanted a long-term effect. So they're getting into the, they're getting into the subconscious and they're getting into our pop culture, right? To create this lasting effect, right? And the other thing we want to remember, consider the offline activities. How could that help you? As I said, Barbie had 165 different partnerships and, and different um, collaborations with different brands. These things can help build your brand equity more than traditional marketing, more than just putting out the social media posts. And you know what we're here about? We're all here about more than um, going beyond the likes, right? We, we, that's the aim of our show. So if you're looking to build that brand equity and you're looking to dive deeper into um, bringing out your, your brand, offline activities could help. And it works well with the online activities because it can't just be the online and it can't just be um, social media email, or even just email marketing. What are the offline activities? Collaborations with other brands in, in your space and out of your space can help you build that brand equity much faster or much better, I should say, than traditional. So those are the two things I wanted to chat about with Barbie. I just I just feel like it was just, we needed to say something about it. We couldn't let this season pass because Barbie has been so phenomenal and they've done such an amazing job at being relevant in spaces that you didn't think. When I saw, when I saw the insurance ad with Barbie in it, I was like, okay, this is it. How, <laughs> how Barbie reached an insurance, I just, you know, but they, they made it work, right? They made it right. work and, it, and they're making themselves relevant in every space. And I think, you know, as a small business owner, you could take pattern from that. You don't have to have the big budget. You know, we're not speaking about the big budget, but I'm speaking about the bigger picture. You know, what are your goals? Think very strategically about what it is you're trying to do. Is it a long game or is it a short game? So, yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, the, it is a long game, <laughs> but in the long game, there are some short games as well too, right? So um, I definitely was super fascinated by all the things that happened with Barbie, the partnerships. And we talk about partnerships all the time, the opportunity for partnerships. And you're right, Barbie and insurance, but it made sense, right? She has a house, she has a car, she has all the things. So <laughs> uh, and when she I saw her insurance. <laughs> <laughs> 
friends, right? Um, yeah, Ken, you know, the old things. So it definitely recharged an entire franchise. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they're now, I don't think, I know they're now new, like, you know, um, it's almost like a, a cult. <laughs> right? So people in pink, uh, just kind of going in droves to the movie theater. So it really created this cult phenomenon, right? Now, Correct. I have a pink suit. It has nothing to do with Barbie. I just want to let you guys know but that. I'm not going to tell you. They've taken over the color pink. They have, which is kind of... Barbie. And the Barbie pink, what is called, what is referred to as the Barbie shade, it actually had a shortage. I read an article at some point in time that there, that there was a shortage of that paint color. Because, oh you know, yeah, because of how everything was, everybody in order, of course, in order to identify yourself with Barbie, you had to use that shade. And for a while, it actually ran short. And I was like, but what are people doing? Right? I... There's, there's a Barbie, you know, there's a real life Barbie Malibu house. There's a real life Barbie dream house. Somewhere <laughs> I think, somewhere I think in, you know, I, don't know, I don't know all your states, but I think it might be in one of California, one of those sun states, right? But gotcha. I saw a picture of it and you could have airbnb it. Right to actually stay in it, and from the from the from the drone or the helicopter, wherever they took the aerial aerial shot for, you just look down, you see green, and then you just see pink. You just saw an entire pink, like it was, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Barbie, the marketing team for the win. I still haven't seen the show yet, so I have no. Oh, no, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But but oh, it's Michael, interesting that <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> It came onto my radar after after it came out and everybody was saying, you know, it was such a good movie and, you know, I thought it was one thing and it really wasn't, you know, you, you know, sometimes you see a show, you think, oh, it's a kid show, it's whatever. Then you realize, oh, no, it's all, you know, commentary and satire and all of those good things. But I, I think what Andrea brought to the table is that, you know, this this turned around a brand, right? They did some quick, just a quick little look up, but since 2013, they were in decline. You know, they were yeah. losing, basically losing relevance, right? Um, so that partnerships and, and the partnerships part of it, Tamara, you talk about it. You've talked about this since like four years ago, your digital street team. So your partners become your, you know, part of that digital street team. So you blanket everything. So whether you were under a rock or not, you would, you would see some pink somewhere, right? Correct. So Correct. That's just that's, that's what I'm saying. Whether, whether you saw the movie or not, you knew about Barbie and you knew you had an inkling of what it was about. And you made a decision whether to see the movie or not, but you could not have gone untouched from Barbie. What I thought was so fascinating, and like you, Tamara, I, was, I will admit I'm I'm not the Barbie girl. I'm not the Barbie girl. However, what I found so interesting about it from a sales and, and uh, perspective, and how they branched out to multiple target audiences, they they went back in the way back machine and pulled those of us that have moved a couple of decades forward uh, that remember when the Barbie was a little thing uh, and they went generational. So they had grown women, you know, dressing up and reminiscing about Barbie. And they went from grandmother to daughter to granddaughter and they made it multi-generational. So they touched all the way across and they utilized that emotional component of it for those that know it to get the next generations to like and to trust it and to bring it into their sphere and not say, oh, that's something old, that's part of your time. They made it relevant again. And then they modernized it. So they did a major pivot for the company and brought it into you know, today's age and made it fascinating across not just multiple female generations, but the amount of men 
that I saw that were dragged into it because of Mr. Ken and they try to modernize it there. Where I saw in here, here stateside, where there were multiple famous people that they saw recorded, they purposely recorded going into the movie theater or undercover brother going into the place by dressing into it. And I said, that that's utterly fascinating and how they've made it go across multiple target audiences to bring it into today to make it modern. So I was like, hats off. It's not, it's not a Michelle thing, but I said I had to be, you know, very respectful of what the, the, the marketing and sales machine they moved it into and made it omni-channel. They made it multiple products. They made it something that is here again for the longevity. And they brought what was old, better to new. Go on eBay and try to find something in Barbie and see what it's priced at now. It, they, they, they revenue management the crap out of this one. So I thought it was fascinating. So hats off. This was a great, great topic to put on the table, Andrea. Really good. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I didn't have a Barbie. I had a doll called, it was like, hold my left hand and I will walk with you. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> she was really, she was really cool though. You, you know what that, I'm I know you're talking about the one that walks. Yeah. yeah I you know, I didn't, you know, no hate to Barbie, but you know, I really liked that doll. <laughs> She looked like me too. <laughs> no shade. No shade. No, no shade. shade. <laughs> if I want to do something with the shake and bake house again, I'd appreciate it because I used to like my shake and bake, you know, oven. So it's, uh, <laughs> shake and bake. Wow. All right. I'm from New Orleans. We good. Come on. Now we're seated here, even on the show. Everybody's reminiscing about the doors they had. <laughs> Yeah, you got to reminisce. Get out of here. You're a doll hater, Michael. <laughs> All right. So, guys, it is 7.18. We are moving on to, you know, our beloved Go Beyond the Like segment. Yay! Love our Go Beyond the Like segment. And today is super, super awesome because in the building we have with us the amazing, amazing Dr. Siobhan Joseph. And she is going to be talking to us today about how she is effectively leveraging digital in her medical practice. So the digital advantage, leveraging technology for business success with Dr. Siobhan Joseph. Can I have a round of applause before I bring Dr. Joseph Cross? <laughs> Dr. Gray, how are you this morning? Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Oh, you have your good morning. <laughs> we love that. That is so awesome. Let's get <laughs> All right, so I'm going to move you guys from the stage so we can have a little bit of time. I'm going to bring you guys back because we're all super excited to be here talking to Dr. J, but we are going to just do a little one-on-one -on -one in the beginning. Good morning, Doc. How are you this Good morning? morning? Good morning, Tamara. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So please introduce yourself and tell the people who you are. <laughs> okay, so... My name is Dr. Siobhan Joseph. I am speaking from the already very hot Trinidad and Tobago, where I run a medical practice located in the capital of Port of Spain. And my business is called Azalea Health Services. And we are a comprehensive women's healthcare facility 
where we focus on the various issues that women may need out of their gynecology services. Oh, so Dr. J, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, you're doing great work with Azalea Health Services and you know, Monavan Digital has been so excited to just be a part of your journey. Um, so talk to us a little bit about digital and how you're utilizing digital within your practice because for a doctor you know uh you know that's you you've kind of stepped outside the box a little bit so tell us a little bit about that well i think it, it really was a foundation to straight to stay away from excess paper i am in a paper free environment for the most part because most of our daily systems is uh based on electronic charting uh, our emailing system, our booking system has always been online. So I found that I was engaging in a market where people were already booking their hair appointments online and their wax appointments online. So the convenience and the ease of doing it was already there for the public. So I just translated that into my medical practice, making it accessible via mobile, via any device um, for my clients to at least get their appointments, get some information from us as well, too. So it's been, I think, a core element for our practice that we remain in the digital world. It also was important for me to use the digital tools available to build my practice as well, because I relocated or returned home rather from the United States. So you know, just feet on the ground, uh, using digital was really the game changer for me on embarking on this next journey. We love that. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about in using digital, working with your audience and educating them to use digital as well, too, because did the audience just embrace the digital right away? <laughs> well, it was a mixed bag because people prefer to call. Um, we, we still encounter it where everything's available for you to review online, but we would still get the phone call of someone who's reading the information online, still needing to get that human touch, still needing. So we do facilitate for that. But I think from where we first started to now, the public, our clients, they've really climbed on board and they have really just acclimated to the change of accessing things digitally, booking their appointments, canceling their appointments without needing to wait for office hours and so forth. Um, so I think that initially there was a lot more um, stumbling through getting people on board to the, the habit, the practice of using the, the website, but um, we've, come, we've come quite a way. We use tools also that helped us to train the public. So we used explainer videos, showing them where to click, what to do. So those we still churn out in intervals just to grab our newer, um, newer clients and get them onboarded as to how to use the system. Those answers. Michelle, thanks for joining us. I know Michelle. you Hi, Dr. Joseph. It is so good to see you. I was so excited when I saw your name on our host, uh, host, uh, excuse me, uh, customer list that was coming in today because it's been a minute and I uh, follow you, stalk you on uh, <laughs> the gram. And uh, your audience, uh, passion from YouTube, 
one of our early um, guests on, and I recall working with you and re remember being how fascinating um, I was with you and what you do. And when we talked, uh, when I had the pleasure of working with you for just a little while on uh, who your audience was and what you were trying to do and, and repricing, I'm, I've watched your journey as you've moved across. Talk to us, if you don't mind, about how you are now mixing what you have for Azalea along with your, your personality and the customers that you're trying to bring in because your IG is a mixture of fun as well as educational, as well as business and bringing them in into your environment. So talk to us about that and how you're balancing the both and in, in transitioning your client base into attracting them into your world. Sure, no problem. So <laughs> when I first... Um, when I first came up with the concept of Azalea Health Services and I first opened that IG account, it was just me, only me. Maybe tomorrow somewhere in the background, <laughs> but my personality definitely ruled the show, right? The types of the type of content, if you're bored and you go all the way back to 2017, you're just gonna see me mostly in there, um, but I had to start somewhere. And I think as we evolved and we grew, our customers and our followers helped to shape the personality a bit more. I'm still heavy in there because I approve things, right? And um, I, I always thought of our social media platforms as a magazine more so. So for the scrollers, right, and the browsing, I can't go too heavy on the education because a lot of people use these platforms as a break from their reality as a form of entertainment, something to do. A lot of people would stay on social media rather than watch a television show. So I can't go too heavy in the education. So mixing in what reflects me really, that sense of humor, um, relatability, sticking to topics that will grab our um, followers and keep them, but then channel them into scrolling our page and then they'll encounter more of the educational stuff as well. So I find that keeping that balance, that blend of educational versus entertainment is very, very important because you don't want to be a very heavy page with just only one style. And also we tend to sometimes poke at you know tradition and uh have some more risky types of humor in, um incorporated and that's where you see more of my personality as well where there's some tongue-in-cheek stuff there's a little rudeness going on so it also helps to <laughs> i know to her it helps to just show the public that this is a business but it's a business with real people behind it as well too right i recall you and i speaking about who your your target audience was and who you were trying to pivot to and how, why you were trying to pivot and exactly what you were trying to talk about. And I find that when I'm scrolling through, I recall that and I'm, I've watched the progression of it and how you speak about, for instance, PCOS and how you're meeting the needs of the younger audience and their inability, or I should say their need to just see the information, digest it quickly, and then click on and how you've transitioned that to your website as well. I see what you've done and the yeah, difference yeah. and how you've managed that, the, the ease of booking so that you can get them through that sales journey quickly. And you're answering the questions because I see what you've done for pricing as well, my friend. So I, I, I recall that and how, you know, we had to lean into that a little bit for you to move into the space and ask for your value, but still attract the audience that you were seeking. So I'm just, I remain utterly fascinated by you and so happy to see the progress that you've made and how you are just 
killing everything over there. So, so excited to see you. Round of applause. And Juma is joining us this morning. Good morning, Juma. Thank you for joining. Always excited to have you here with us. Oh man, Dr. Joseph, see you are killing the game. I'm gonna bring Andrea on stage now because I know she has some questions. <laughs> How are you, Andrea? Good morning, Andrea. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. Joseph. How are you? Great, thank I'm so you. Happy to, I'm happy to see you on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so, of course, I'm the finance person, so I'm going to ask something related to a number, right? <laughs> so, sure. What would you say? Um, what would you say is your key? What are the key metrics that you're following, especially as it pertains to that social media and even how you convert? What are some of the things that are important to you from a metrics and conversion ratio perspective? Well, because our social media platforms drive people to our booking calendar on our website, which drives then data to populate in our electronic charting system, I can easily just look at bookings and uh, how booked we are and how far out we're booked as a measure uh, metric as to how well we're doing. Um, in terms of my personal measures, I actually um, committed to seeing better outcomes in clients. So I can then track someone who may have DM'd us about their irregular menstrual cycles and then direct that person, please book, and they book, they come in, I assess them, I see them, and then further down the line or a year or two later, all in the same charting system, I can see that they're doing better or worse, or they've successfully achieved a pregnancy, or it's driven to a point where they've received a proper management, whether I've had to do surgery or procedures, um, even risk prevention of cancer, where I can see someone whose results show that they were on the verge of an issue but because we grab them in time and manage them, they're better. So my answers vary because from a statistic point of view, I'm collecting a lot of data. I'm collecting data with regards to numbers and I'm, I'm actually within my practice able to pull and produce a study of women affected by PCOS in this country spanning over five years. All of that data was driven because of how um, which we've relied on digital. Um, that study is is not even close to what the textbook is claiming in terms of numbers and population statistics. So we're going to push that soon, very soon. But from a personal standpoint, my metric is also my patients doing better, coming back in and they say, you know, I've been following the 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 diet or the routine or I've taken the, the prescribed treatments and I'm better. Wow, that I think that is I think that is so amazing. I think that is so amazing that you could chart somebody's journey with you from when they came in to, to now, hey, you know, you've done so much better, you know, you're doing so much better. And you can use that as your as your measure of success. Because I mean, you're in the medical field, right? You're trying to get people better. So I guess that is the best, the best metric. And I absolutely love that. Um, so follow-up question. So how has it been? So you're very digital social media. You have your booking system and whatnot. As it pertains to your in-house operation, so I work with you in the background yes, as well. <laughs> um, how has it been? You know, moving those that that virtual feel and that digital need for paperless. Sorry, that's what I've been looking for. 
that need for paperless into your back office, what we call the back office and that sort of thing. I've worked with you and I've implemented a couple of things. How has that been for you? Oh, we've been we've been grooving. I mean, what's not digital, right? My staff, when they get in this morning, they're going to snap a picture on arrival because we use a payroll app at this point in time. That's there's no paper involved there. Um, everyone on the schedule today would have received their email yesterday around noon, reminding them of where we're located, their payment options. We still have the mask policy and so forth in place. There's a link to cancel if you can't make it without even needing to interact with us directly. Um, the charts that I will open and, and log today, they are in a secure e-charting system and it allows, as I said, I can track patients, I can track your weight, I can track your menses and follow you through. After leaving and going back out to my reception area, it's all digital where we just, most of our payments are electron electronically. Um, so the paperless is even coming down to the level of cash as well too, right? Um, I also would have my virtual session set in where we literally rely on the digital world to just conduct a lot of medical care virtually as well too. Everyone that sees me today within the next few days will again get a follow-up email. As you know, Andrea, we send yeah. this follow-up email saying, hey, you and the doctor would have chatted about the following topics. Also, I found that was very important and a, a key feature we have that I, I can't speak for other doctor's offices, but I don't know how many people, because it is a bit labor for my team to do it. But every okay. visit, we have a recap email that sends that sends you valid and trustworthy sources. It's not even necessarily an azalea source, but it's vetted by a, you know, board licensed uh, uh, OBGYN that this is the information just to help. I can't stop you from Googling, but I can help channel your search to a safe zone where you have reliable sources and so forth. So everyone who would see me today would get another email with, with that. And then down the line, depending on what um depending on what uh testing was done, your tests are received via email as well too Love it. <laughs> the applause I, is cracking me up <laughs> i think that she's killing it she's killing it I, I think what what I really love about this conversation is that we talk about this all the time, right? The digital infrastructure. So you really have the infrastructure to support all the things that you're doing. You're talking about you have a medical CRM where you're collecting data to the point that you've been able to create a study. Super excited about the study. You know, I'm a fan of the study. <laughs> you've been, this has been, we got a shout out to the study because from 2017 to now, you have been collecting this data and now you're able to take it and create a study yeah. that talks about PCOS in women in the Caribbean. And I mean, we cannot wait for that to launch because you got to come back and talk about that once it's launched, but that's awesome. But just having that infrastructure and understanding how to utilize the infrastructure in a way that makes sense, what's automated and what's not automated, how people are able to get their information about themselves through email. And this is a market that's not very, um, they, they love the phone. They love to talk to you on the phone, right? So this is a market yeah. that to, to penetrate digital in the market has not been easy. So I'm gonna give you another round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You 
know, and I think Tamara, what you know, what 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 Dr. Joseph is doing also allows her to attract persons like myself who want to work in that digital space. Because when I first interacted with her, I started to follow her lead. It's like, okay, you want to go paperless? And I started to eliminate in her back office processes, what are the things that are generating people, right? What are the things, you know, she mentioned the payroll app. We do payroll electronically. Everybody gets an email, your pace, but it's emailed to you. There's no paper involved, right? Things like, you know, going to, I mean, they're th unavoidable things. Like you go to a government institution, but for the most part, once I get the document, it's scanned and it's saved in a Google Drive, right? We're not, we're, we're not looking at paper. You know, I visited her office more than once and we spoke about, you know, just how they handle things like the little bit of cash that they would that they would have. What do we do with it? What, are, you know, how are you recording it? I implemented things in the background for their, you know, for the girls in the office to record stuff electronically again, you know, so it really helps for to, 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 filing cabinets at, at Azalea. <laughs> right. So it, it really but it, it helps for her to attract to work with people like me who want to go, who want to encourage people to go paperless as well. So I think it's it's really awesome that when you have people like that, you also attract the service providers who appreciate the digital as well. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> Come on, some applause. See, these are applause there, man. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. Joseph. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. It's been a while. Glad to have you here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Are you well? Everything's good? Everything is well. Everything is well. We're getting it done okay. on this show, but it is amazing. I'm going to just give you some kudos as well before I ask my questions, but you are sure. so digitally comfortable. It's amazing. And, <laughs> you know, following on what Tamara was saying, your infrastructure is so robust. And what I was hearing was an understanding of your customer. You know, you, you absolutely understood what their journey looked like. Some people just ask a question. They, they don't want to come in just yet, but you're still driving them to your door, right? I, I love how you're looking at, you know, as Tamara said, this is this is not a place where digital was number one, right? Um, we like to scroll to the end of the page, find that phone number and call. So that's no small feat <laughs> to surmount, right? So... Given that you're in this this really digitally comfortable space with your business, you know, this is a question everybody's asking. So, what do you think about AI, and is it affecting you yet? It's so funny that you are asking me that question because I want to honestly say the first time I was introduced to the concept of AI, I actually hear your voice. Um, it would have been. A, some seven, there's this 7 a.m. digital show that I would sometimes <laughs> log into. And yeah, <laughs> and let me get my best Michael voice. Um, AI is a game changer. Did I sound like you? Something you did like that. <laughs> now, from my standpoint, by the time I would have been introduced to the concept of, of AI, I definitely already was relying on an offsite team manage helping to manage our content and our posting and our social media presence and our website and so forth. And at first when um, um, my virtual assistant said, oh, we can use Jasper or whoever, and I, the arrogant MD in me, I'm like, I can do this. What, they, what do they know? I can write some captions, but now please, uh, game changer it is. 
who has the time and you still have to have a good base of knowledge to know what to ask the AI anyway, right? So I don't feel replaced. Um, and it's been very important in just keeping that tone, keeping that persona for our brand as well to, to start incorporating AI. So I'm all for it. Um, anything automated, anything that can shave energy and time and that you need to invest in, in any mo given moment, I'm all for it. So yes. Oh my God, I love that answer. <laughs> yes, I did say something about AI. You nailed that pretty well. Thank you. Tomorrow was like, what? We forgot about that. But yes, AI is that that helping hand, right? And I love that you're so comfortable going into to AI and, you know, as you said, using it for content. And you hit the key points there, right? You have to have that body of knowledge working with AI. So you, you are not just jumping in and saying, oh, yeah, well, I'm using AI and it's, you know, giving you whatever you want. But I'm, I'm glad that you recognize that. And that's the hurdle that we, we all seem to need to surmount right now, right? That, right. that arrogance. I like how you put it, that arrogance. I can write this. I don't need I it. Can. Right. <laughs> Might take me an extra, is, extra two weeks, but I can write it. <laughs> but this is the thing. Do you want to write it? That, that's where it comes in, right? Do you want to be yeah. writing it consistently? And AI is such a, a help. So digital for us represented that first that first leveraging for small businesses we were always excited way back when tomorrow and i got excited so many opportunities and ai just continues to extend those opportunities for small businesses so i'm really glad to hear that you're digitally comfortable you hear I my like voice that. i think i'm gonna you know audition for a siri or google or something like that you know and be the voice of ai right let's, there's let's, a role let's get for it the right. mic and voice though don't sleep on it there's a role for that that bass that micro voice i hear it i will look for it i'm looking to it i'm looking to it great having you great seeing you again Shabir. oh man michelle i know i had to bring you back to the stage <laughs> Dr. J, we are having entirely too much fun with you. I'm just in the background laughing. I don't even know what I do here anymore. <laughs> I was I was in the background just fanning out. I was like listening and, and part of the audience and really enjoying it because it is, I, I am, you know, just so so happy to see the the what you're doing and what you said and, and to see you move it from just words and, and, and the consultative component when we were going through and brainstorming to say, no, I'm enacting this. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm shifting. I've made a conscious decision to shift and scale and to, to take that risk and to do it and how you did it. And you were worried back then on how you were going to do it. Here's this woman that's come back home from the United States and I'm interrupting and disrupting what this environment is and making this my own and, and applying the practices that you had here in, a, in an environment where you knew it was more social. It was, we spoke about how things are in Trinidad and how similar it is to my home in New Orleans and how we have to find a differentiator for you. You're something extra to make it happen and watching you do it. And I'm just, I, I just was sitting back and literally picked up my cup of coffee and leaned back and was just drinking and smiling as I was listening to the conversation that you were having with Andrea and Michael because you said it and every move has enacted and I you know watch it go through in uh, in in your social media and on your website but here's my question for you we talked about this in the past and in trying to shift some of this to digital and how you needed to do it because it was just required for the health and wealth of your business and and being more efficient how are you managing those questions that you have to naturally answer 
on uh, offline that you've got to manage it from a DM that comes to you or an email or a phone message that requires interaction that is not a digital you know, transaction back and forth. How are you taking care of that and maintaining your voice and meeting your client's needs? Well, one of the things that has worked out perfectly is, um, and this is where my Michelle voice comes in, is the fact that I niche down Haha, uh -huh. I niche down a bit. <laughs> so my my questions, um, the questions that come into us are always going to be under an umbrella of the topics that we've already portrayed as what we are. So polycystic ovaries, the topics are there. So the questions that come will be under that umbrella. So we're able to automate some of our responses and some of our replies. Now, the public sometimes tends to want to push almost a live chat scenario which we're just physically not i mean there's a whole practice running during the day um but funnily enough that text will come in at let's say 4 43 a.m saying hello right <laughs> and we can't possibly respond at 4 43 a.m so we do have autoresponders for that person who thinks it's a live chat we already have a, a a clear response saying hey we're actually not able to chat with you but we recognize that you may have a concern and then we direct them to our email or we direct them to our website and so forth another popular one that i can't necessarily um retrain the public on is they were dms asking to speak to me I want to talk to the doctor and I, I, I physically can't. And then that conversation is almost always not going to address your problem. You need to be assessed. We need to have a discussion. We need to have a consultation. So in thinking that, let me speak to the doctor. I just have two questions for her. It's never just two questions and I can't possibly help you in that space. So we also address that by directing them to see the benefits of a booking, the benefits of an online consult and, and the benefits of actually figuring out what's wrong outside of the DM. Yeah, it's... Tara, I'm sorry. I'm just, it, it, it's just, this is such a, a great moment because I think really of our conversations and what you were saying you were trying to accomplish and how do we not just, I don't want, I'm going to say monetize it because this is a business that you are not a not-for-profit. Non, so I'm going to put this on the table and for all of your audience listening and listening. Well, when I say this, we spoke about this because not only do you have to mind the shop and, and the revenue that you're bringing in to make that profit flow down to the bottom line, but how do you do that in a customer-friendly fashion, but also have, I'm gonna use the other term, work-life balance, because we also spoke about the hours that you were putting in and how we needed to manage into that in uh, managing the client base that you were trying to bring in. How do you message it back, but also fulfill the things that were important to you, like the follow-up information that you send via email and how do you do that recap in a way that makes sense, but also mindful of you have a life outside of this. How do you manage into that and build it into your workday so that that it makes sense. How do we price your business accordingly to accommodate those things along with managing some of this off to your staff that can be handed off to the appropriate people so that you can continue in the business of being a doctor? And then also how do you take components of that and put that as educational components on your social media places to attract the right audience to you and answer those questions in advance to be efficient 
and bring them into your, your business in the no like trust factor and lower in the funnel to, to make your place in Trinidad and, and just completely kill everything and move your competition on the side. And I think the, the dedication that you've placed there has really helped to differentiate your business and to accommodate the audience that you seek to have. You are there, you're visible, you're not only accommodating, but you fit it into your business model so that you can move your business forward and scale. It is exactly what we talk about here on Your Business in Digital, how to get it there, but also to have the offline presence there as well. I'm just, I just can't speak. Listen, people, our audience, listen. Listen to what she's done. Listen. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, Dr. J, it's been, what, six years now? 2017 is when you started? Uh, <laughs> are these dog years? How are we, how are we doing this? <laughs> so, I don't know if they're dog years. I don't even know, was it dog years or like five, six? I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> So you've been in business going on six years, right? So talk about that journey to from that point, from day one to <laughs> six years later, you know, talk a little um, bit about that. And, that's <laughs> the, the underlying main, the main tone of my journey has just been decision-making, decision-making, decision-making. One decision leads to the next. So I think when you own your business, um, Michelle pointed out being able to um, adjust and accommodate, I think decision-making became easier when I exited the large hospital um, scenario. I always worked for city hospitals in New York and everywhere I've worked and trained, there's always boards and committees and decisions are not anywhere close to, to you. They're being made for you. So when you own your own business, and this, I guess, would apply to any field, as a business owner, the decision-making process is, you know, within your control. But within that control, it does uh, pose a challenge because you have to make the right decision and the next decision. So for me, when I'm making my decisions, I always give myself a little amount of leeway that this decision, while right now it's the best one, it might change. And just keep rolling with the punches because even within the world of digital, you know, I might decide to use this app or this program or run the study this way. And then two weeks later, someone's going to launch something that might be a little better. So decision making throughout my journey in the past, you say six years, fine. In the past six years, the decision making process is what has been the underlying um, uh, road that I've had to travel, where I keep having to adult and make adult decisions. And then I've released myself from feeling that the decision I make now is the end all and be all because in the world of digital, everything's going to evolve and change and things need to remain a bit flexible as well too. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> I think one of the best things that you are telling the audience that's listening in to this uh, and, and through your journey is a couple of one key thing that I say all the time on this show, we invite people into our world, into our business and our target audience. And it afforded you the opportunity to say, this is this is who I am. Come in, I will take care of you. We're here for the long haul. But you also kept the door open and your eye on that prize of I will need to also to pivot at some point. And you're accommodating that as well because you're thinking of the future and, and planting the seeds so that they may grow and help your business be healthy as you're making that future pivot as well. 
And I think that's really key to, you've maintained your identity as you move this forward, you've grown your business and your following has just gone massively great. So that's off. I, I cannot listen, people, listen. Listen to what you're saying. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. And we keep your identity as best possible. I saw Bobby tried it with the pink, but you know, which we've been maintaining a feel and a persona with the brand that's become very important to to preserve and protect. We love that. So, Dr. Joseph, talk a little bit about while you're in Trinidad now, you are so digital. You talked about that virtual side. So you're really expanding in Trinidad beyond the, the seas of Trinidad. I was about to say beyond the walls of Trinidad, beyond the mountains of Trinidad, beyond the seas. Beyond, beyond the ocean, yes. Yes. Um, so before the pandemic, because our electronic system had a built-in virtual, uh, they call it telehealth um, option, you know, I subscribe to this e-charting system. I, I work hard. I pay this money. I have to use this feature. So one of my first virtual consults actually was a patient a woman in Antigua. And um, she reached out. This would have been early 2018. And I was like, okay, we can do this. And she paid electronically. And she was one of my early ones. I've lost count since then. And then when the pandemic happened and we had mandated closures and stuff here, I actually didn't have to do much of a pivot because the systems were already in place and I did quite a, a bit of virtual sessions as well. And it has been far reaching, right? Uh, California. I actually just received an email from a couple in Nigeria who were experiencing some infertility issues. They had their doctors there, but the couple reached out to me. We did a couple of virtual sessions where I was able to review what had been done, what wasn't done, what needed to be done. And then they took that information, went back to their doctors, got other things done. And I have the picture of the cutest little chocolate complexion, little baby girl with this big bow <laughs> because my first session with that couple, they gave birth earlier this year. And I don't want to say that I contributed in a massive way to their success, but I definitely know I contributed because in their early stage, there were some holes that needed to be plugged with their management. And had it not been for the virtual option, maybe we've never have had that conversation. <laughs> Because um, for those who are not familiar, Trinidad is um, Trinidad and Tobago. So I have clients in Tobago who uh, would have to, you know, fly to Trinidad to get an appointment with us. Um, I've had clients in very rural areas of Trinidad as well, too, where especially if you're planning something like surgery, I've had conversations virtually with granny on, on the couch and mommy's in the kitchen, but she's peeping in and she has a question. Like I've had the group family sessions um, online as well too. I had to do surgery on a young lady earlier this year and our virtual session was multi-screen because there was a, the older sister who's in charge and she had to weigh in. She's in, in Brooklyn in her vehicle on her lunch break. We timed it to catch her. So I had her on one screen, mommy on the other screen and my actual client. And from a virtual standpoint, that was incredible because the older sister really needed to see me 
hear my voice, ask her questions to trust the process that her sis needed to have the surgery done. And surgery went well. And the family feels like they know me now because I actually, I know who's in Brooklyn. I know who's in Trinidad and so forth. So it's been good. So even with digital, let me let you get your applause. So even with digital, you still are able to maintain that personal touch. You have not lost your service side of things. It has remained intact and probably even gotten better because of all the parts of digital that you're utilizing to speed up the process, automate all the things, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Go, Mike. I see you. Yeah, yeah. You do. I was like, just on just on the cusp of a, a question. So the biggest question I have just to end this off is competition. What does the competition look like? And are you seeing, you know, copycat, copycat kind of behavior starting to come into play here? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't, have to, you don't have to call any names. You don't have to call. But no, but you, I you... Myself, I'm competing your with targets. having my study out, on, uh, out in some short time frame. I'm competing with the concept of, yes, I'm a doctor, but I'm not taking any traditional route here at all. So it's hard for me to even name a competitor, right? Because I don't know who sat down and put in man hours on the study and crunch these numbers. And who am I competing with, Mike? I don't know. Well um, said, well said. <laughs> 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 I love There's no competition. There is no competition. What you're doing in a market, we have to really frame this up too, right? In a market that is super saturated with gynecologists, with OBGYN, you've set yourself apart and you're absolutely right what you're doing. There is no competition. I mean, I'm always looking to see in the space what's happening. And when I look, I'm like, oh, great. You, They're doing maybe 10% of it and the strategy may not be there, right? So it's what you're doing is very strategic, very intentional, very well thought out. So yeah, you know what? You are your own competition. <laughs> Exactly. I, exactly. I love I love that response. I, I, I feel connected to that response because Dr. Joseph's journey is a journey that I'm embarking on as well, trying to do things differently. And it is so difficult. It's difficult because people, when they think, just like how when they think doctor, they think that they, I need to pick up the phone and make the appointment and I need to, you know, same thing with an accountant, they think certain things. And when I say, well, no, that's not how I do it. You know, this is how, you know, you, sometimes you get, oh, okay, and then they don't come back. And then sometimes you get those that say, you know what, I appreciate this difference. I appreciate that you're doing things differently. So, Dr. Joseph, I love, I love what you said, because that's it, you know, that's my struggle as well, trying to go against the green and trying to do things differently. So when people think, but you're not counting, you don't do these things. Or I was like, yeah, because you're doing things differently. I'm trying to be my differentiator is the fact that I'm doing what nobody else is doing, right? right. And, and and so I really, I really, really admire your journey because you really are going against the green and going against what other doc, you know, what other people in your field do. And I think it's much, much needed. I think because I've sat on the side as, as a patient as well. I have been and I loved the experience. I absolutely love the experience that I got. And I think, you know what, this is it. This is how it should be. 
And uh-huh. you will not believe, guys, as a patient, <laughs> see that email that she sent after? That's a game changer, Michael. Any <laughs> moment, like you know, operations and streamlining, future proofing. You know, I love that you said it, Sivan, that you didn't have to pivot. It's not embraced by many because many people will, you know, uh, just last week, uh, I sent an email with some results. In the email, I said, please read this carefully. You're going to need a follow-up exam. Please click click here to book, right? All that is in the email. And then my assistant would send the information just so that this patient has, again, a guide to how to Google, right? Um, She replied to my email with the results and said, so what's my next step? And I just know that she didn't read, you know, she just saw I sent her something. And the next step is literally like maybe one bullet down (laughs) with a link. Um, So I still get that pushback on, you know, just embracing it. So I was patient. I wrote back and I said, hey, just take a breath and just literally read what I've given you all the steps. You don't even have to think, just read through. So pushing the reading part of things continues to be our main challenge um because even the most highly educated will skim right uh people skim they don't necessarily read but what i still maintain is five years from now she'll pull that email and still re- be able to review whereas this one specific patient literally is like well can i call can we have a chat and i know from many years in the industry these phone calls and these chats, they hang up the phone and they would have heard wah, 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 blue pill, white tablet. Like literally that's, <laughs> that's how the conversation ends up feeling. It feels like alphabet soup in your head. Whereas when you receive the email with things laid out, you can even have your best friend read it and interpret, you know, like you have this more grounded um, access to the, to your health information. Oh man, Dr. G, we are past time. <laughs> it's like 802. We've like done the most. <laughs> but this has been so exciting. I feel like again, just watching the journey, being a part of the journey, all of us here being a part of your journey has been awesome to watch. I'm so excited about the study coming out. That is going to be like my other favorite thing. When it comes out, you have to come back to the show and talk about the study and what the, the work that you've put behind that. Um, is just awesome. So it's just a pleasure to watch you and your business grow. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Your Business in Digital. Round of applause. Cheers. <laughs> Booms all over the place. Thank you, thank, you, thank you for joining us, Dr. J. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed day. Have an amazing day. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all had too much fun. (laughs) So guys, actually, don't forget to follow Dr. Joseph. If you want to check out everything that she is doing, follow Dr. Joseph on all her social media platforms at Azalea Health on Instagram, Azalea Health Services on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Azalea Health Services. Uh, Where is this place? Azalea Doc One, that is. Oh, she's on X. I'm like, where is this place? (laughs) Twitter. We don't have brand recognition yet with that. (laughs) Right. I'm in denial.
She is pretty much everywhere. So definitely check her out if you want to know more about what she's doing. I send people to her social media profile all the time to just be like, hey, if you were thinking about developing a social media strategy, here's something to look at, that nice mix of things. It's always one of my favorites. People are always like, oh my God, so doctor. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so uh, definitely, definitely talk to, uh, check out Azalea Health. And thank you so much, Dr. Joseph. Guys, this was awesome. You guys have a lot of fun. We see that. <laughs> So we're going to do our last round of wrap up. All right. Before we go, we want to make sure that you are connecting with us, right? So connect with us in all the right places, connect with us on YouTube, connect with us on LinkedIn at your business and digital. We are everywhere that podcasts are found. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Amazon. If there's a, if there's a podcast place, we are there. Just subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Tell your business owners about us. Tell your business owner friends about us. Tell your CMO friend, your CFO friend. Tell key stakeholders in a business about the show. Because what we do here at Your Business and Digital is that we really help you think about your business and how to achieve your business goals through digital. We want to get you to that place of ROI and money in the bank. We've moved way beyond the likes and follows at this point. Um, you heard this here with Dr. Joseph, doctor using digital in her medical practice and taking things to the next level. So this is what we do here for you at Your Business in Digital. So definitely, definitely uh, uh, follow us, right? Check us out. All right. So have an amazing, amazing Wednesday. It was great to be here with you guys. Have an amazing Wednesday, guys. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs>